Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me as always, my co-host, Tana McDonald. Hi, mommies and daddies. What's your middle name, Tana? Era Patrice. Excuse me? <laughs> I have two middle names. Era? Era Patrice. How do you spell that? Um, so Era is spelled A-R-A-H, and then Patrice, like Patrice O'Neill. Oh, I'm named after two of my aunts that were cunts. My mom wanted me to take back the night. No, like like both of my aunts, um, both are dead now. Wait, no, Patrice is still alive and kicking fucking cunt. Anyway, but like they are not, they're very, very bad people. Era mm. used to like punch her kids in the ear um, and say really out of pocket shit to people regularly. And Patrice loves to start sex parties oh, hey. with people. Okay. Yep. All but right. like, pe- like people who are related. Tana era Patrice McDonald. I like it. Tana era take back the night Patrice McDonald. It really just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, my name, like it used to, there was a time where when I got my first ID in my hometown, they couldn't fit my name on my ID. I'm like, bitch, you fucking lying. There ain't no fucking way you can't make it. You, yeah, you gotta start using she some. She had to squish them. She had to squish You gotta start era. using some abbreviations in there. Uh, like on my bank statements, they only use the first initial. They don't use the A. They don't put Tana AP. They just put ten A McDonald. And super producer to the stars, Thaddeus J. McKee. Yo, what's up? It's Thaddeus J. McKee. I'm very happy to be here. I'm glad that you guys are here too. Yeah. What does and the J I, stand for? Jack O'Lantern. Jack O'Lantern. Yeah. Jack O'Lantern. I like that we went on a very long thing about my name, but I didn't know wait, for real though, what's your government middle name? Oh, what's my government middle name mm-hmm. to, to everybody? Everybody wants to know that? It was a secret, but now it's not anymore. It is John. That is John McKee. Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. Yeah. Go to jail. Oh. Ah, don't go, go to jail. Straight to jail. Go to jail. No, Thaddeus John McKee. And like. You sound he, like a fun pirate. No, not a pirate. A captain. Of a captain? A captain. A captain of pirates? A captain of a ship of many, many white slaves. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, that. I don't want to own slaves. But they're white. It's fine. I'm the Thaddeus now. The Thaddeus now. Um, no, but John, Thaddeus John McKee is said when I'm in trouble. Or yeah. Thaddeus John. I didn't even get the McKee sometimes. Did she say it like Thaddeus John? <laughs> no. No. Mom when the not. middle name came out, you always knew you were in trouble. Yeah. yeah oh, real. yeah. Lisa don't fucking, like, I mean, the last time she's heard my middle name, and it's just like, it's usually just Tenna, but like, the last time I heard Tenna, Air Patrice. I think she fucking hit me with a frozen loaf of bread and I'm not even joking. Like I know I have a bit about it, but like she fucking whopped me good with one. She's like 10 of Air Patrice and it got I got hit. Frozen bread? Frozen, frozen bread. Frozen bread. Frozen bread. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I changed my name legally and What? Yeah, right. Wait, yeah. your name Dyke is not your government? Well, I mean it is your government, but you changed it. Like So my birth name, my Christian name was Michael Dyke. And then I changed it legally to Dyke Michaels. And then you have a bit about how it wasn't your choice. What? What? I mean, it's it was always my name. Okay. Like, I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so like, people still called you Dyke and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dyke's been my name my whole life. I So I just naturally combine your name to Dykel. Mm-hmm. I just like to do that. A lot. I think you're not the first one. But it was always some version of that, like, Dykel, Mike Dyke. A lot of people called me Mike Dyke. Like, it was one word, Mike Dyke. So, uh, but like Michael, it is like triggering for me. Like when I hear Michael, like if someone calls me Michael, like it just reminds me of being in trouble as a kid because I got in trouble so much uh, that it was just like Michael was just the word that I heard when I was in trouble. Grandma it's, or mom? Both. Both of them. It was, like my grandma was French, so it just had the accent. It's just Michael. Oh, oh, what about sexy. grandpa? Uh, Michael. Reminded- yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael. And then he would he would throw in all the like the flavor text. It was always like. Uh, some weird threat of violence that was like, like the threat was always worse than the violence. Like I, my grandpa never like beat me up or anything. It would just spank me. But like the threats would be like, um, like old time. He's an old man. He was like in world war two. So he'd be like, uh, I'm going to blister your bottom. That was one of them. Oh, I'm going to blister your bottom. Yeah. A threat. Yeah. I'm going to okay. blister you. Or like the, you know, I'll give you something to cry about, you know, like, like it's my least favorite one. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, um, I didn't know it was going to be a competition today. <laughs> You're right. I like the idea of you being called Michael, but in a French, a French accent. When I say Michael, I like to say it like uh, Jackie Burkhart from that 70s show. Michael. Mm, yeah. So I, I, w- I would have more jokes. I wanted, like, when I want to talk about my grandma, I want to lean into the accent. Mm-hmm. But my grandma never called me Dyke. My grandma, because that was her last name, too. Uh, but came like, from a family of Dykes. A long family of Dykes. 
Um, but she would, yeah, would just always be like, Mikel. Mikel. Yeah. Je ne comprends pas. That's, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you know what you just said? <laughs> Je ne comprends pas. Uh-huh. I had a... Uh, so I took two years of French. I don't remember any of it besides basic like classroom French. Uh, but I would tell people that my grandma was French and that some people would have just kind of assumed that I grew up speaking it, which is I never purposely misled anybody to think that. But I definitely I remember one time I was with this girl that I was just like freshly hooking up with. And we were down in we were down in Bloomington. And we were walking past all these like apartments and someone just and it just said like whatever the French like happy new year is it's like it's obviously like both it's like bon anniversary so it's very much like obviously happy new year and it was around that time mm-hmm. so just contextually you could figure out it said and i was like oh happy new year and she's like oh and so i think she took it as like i was fluent in french oh no and then oh, la- no. later that night we were um fooling around mm-hmm. um, and uh she was like talk talk dirty to me French. Oh, and, oh my and word. so I just started like thinking of all the French that I knew was all classroom stuff. So I was just like in this like in my like deepest voice, just ask her like, which way to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> please, please go to the chalkboard. <laughs> That's great. I so I only know a little bit of Spanish, and I, my favorite phrase because this is also something that's kind of common. Like you'll kind of just fixate on a like a common phrase because it just like it's the one thing you know. Mm-hmm. I know it's like in an Italian culture they use the word marron a lot, so I like to say payaso. It means clown, and there's definitely been times where I'm fucking a white boy. They're like, you know, any Spanish baby. I'm like, it's just benchy me payaso, and it just means fuck me clown. And I'm just like, Tana, you fucking trash. It's also a good name for a special, you know. Piasso. <laughs> Piasso, say it again. Piasso. 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 I don't know why I'm giving Spanish lessons. I don't know if it's Spanish. Yeah, that speaks two languages. That is funny. I like, heard you speak another language, and I was like, bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you were. it was a work call. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It was, it's never a work call. Wait, what other language do you speak? I don't work for any Haitians. <laughs> but um, English, and then um, two would be Creole. And I understand a little bit of French. But can you say something like just you? Just, you have to start saying. Tell me how your day was. Haitian was. Creole when you when you talk to like the no, majority of the <gasps> no, Louis, I don't. The, Louisiana messed that up. But like, I don't think I don't think most people understand what that means. I think they like I think it's confusing to most people because they don't have like the the historical background of it. Like you're right. I'm an ignorant. Went but, to public school. You have to tell me. But I, like when you say Creole, I think people are like, "Is that like a swamp language? <laughs> Is that like no?" Because when, when you when you hear Creole, did you think of Louisiana though, right? Yeah, immediately. Yeah, most people up here would, but like Creole is like is also just like a mix of languages. Yeah, a mix yeah. of a whole bunch of languages because the slaves had to learn from the French and mm-hmm. then other people and it was just Spanish. There's some. Dutch. There's a lot of stuff in there. But it's funny. It's a sexy fucking language. I was like, I don't understand it, but I'm hard. The funny thing is when I start speaking Creole, I feel like there's a different personality. And like I've looked it up. People like form different personalities in their language when you become fluent. And so I'm I'm a lot more sexier in my Haitian language. <laughs> and like I'm a lot more sexier. Yeah, it, it, it's it's something that has like, whoa, where did that come from? I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty hot. Like literally just tell me that the sun was out and like that. Do, do it. Jodia Midlegain uh I don't know. No, <laughs> the <stop>. sun was out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in Friends. Rachel's like asking Phoebe, she's like, Oh, you gotta stop, I'm gonna kiss you. <laughs> stop being your friend. Maybe oh. that's how I should just pick up girls. Yeah, literally just say that sandwich is hot and she'll come. Hey, I would. Vimbalo, no share. But yeah, and, and I also was like, when I learned this language, I was also leading a non-for-profit organization. So I had to give like a lot of orders. So I feel like I'm very like more dominant mm. in, in the Creole language as well. Creole daddy? Yeah, that's what they <laughs> called me. Dad, you gotta <laughs> knock it the fuck off. <laughs> Why is all of Indiana have a fucking trench like just pouring down the streets? It's because you're speaking Creole. You're gonna make white women nervous. Well, I do make white women nervous. <laughs> I know that's right. But not because of me speaking Creole. Oh, For other reasons. I thought it was because you were a thicky. Racial reasons. Well, it's because of my skin color. Oh no. I was yep, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana is a terrible place. Yeah. Oh man. 
but I love that you could know another language. I'm just over here and being real bad at Spanish. Like I only know so much and that every day I tell myself I'm going to learn Spanish and then I forget to do that. I'm taking a swing at it this winter uh, foreign language. With all your heavily other hobbies, you're going to fit in a language? I Well, I'm I, yeah. I So I'm doing my five months of sobriety. As is that's co- happening now, court order every year. Court, wait, but I know it's happening, but it's court like ordered. It it's not court ordered, it's court ordered by your heart. There's a difference, but like it's just crazy that all of a sudden that's like it feels like it just ended. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Damn, it gets short every year because it'll be eventually you're just going to be a sober person for a year. Yeah, for one year, one day, but, but like two the, years. The, the, the last couple of years are going to be rough because it's going to be two years of two months of drinking. And then the next year will be one month of drinking, and then the next year will be no drinking. I wonder, like, what your body's going to look like afterwards. Probably sure. older. Yeah. Just older. That makes sense. Definitely. You're, you're going to look so hydrated. Not that you for, don't look for, dehydrated. For sure older. I feel like you're not going to look that much older. I feel like you're going to randomly become youthful. Yeah, right. I mean, I've looked pretty much the same. I I change in size, like I get smaller and bigger. But like, like I feel like age wise, the only thing age wise that I like now is like I, I'm starting to get grays in my beard now. Welcome. But uh, <laughs> you have a gray beard. Uh, yeah. Can you not tell? Uh, no, I'm noticing <laughs> I'm getting like a, a build up of streaks right here uh, on this corner of my head, and I'm like, cool. It'd be cool if it was like one long streak, like a Mandy McKelvey. I situation. want a Mandy McKelvey so bad, or also an Italian grandma. I fucking want yeah. it. I think it will add to my hot witch girl level. Yeah, I think a one long. If I just had like one streak, like uh, uh, Gomez has like a white streak oh, in his yeah. beard. Like, but mine's gonna be like it's Obama. Like I'm in my Obama face. Little speckles. Um, yeah. one of my good friends, Gus. Um, he the okay. So this man is like probably forty. He look fucking good. He's beautiful. He's a good looking man. He's uh he's I can't remember what part of Mexico he's from, but he'll get his beard faded up one day and he'll come in. And then all of a sudden you see, cause it's these two main streaks of white hair. I'm like, gosh, you look nice. He's like, no, I look old. And I'm like, you look fine. He's like, look at them. He's like points at them. He's like, look at them. He's like, I look like a vampire. My dog's got real white in the face in the past year. And I'm just like, I just want to give him like a little just for men. like, brush. <laughs> like, like Just for doggy men. Just, just for dog men. <laughs> I love that. Is it true, though, if you pull out a gray hair, three more grow in the same place? No, seven more come back to its funeral. That's what it says. That's funny. Is that true? No. No, I think it's just by the time you start pulling gray hairs, more gray hairs are already going to be growing in. Oh, that's good. You know what I'm saying? I want gray hairs. When when did you start getting them? I mean, I... Late 30s. Okay. Like, but, but... in the past couple of years, like since the pandemic, they've been multiplying. Like it was always like there was one mm-hmm. hanging out for a while. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get one and then have that for like two years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah, it's yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, homies showed up. The one that really homies showed up. The one that really bothered me is I started getting them in my mustache and I didn't like that. And I like pulling like the beard doesn't bother me down here, but like the mustache. Boy, it's really fucking happen. Like peppering I, well, in. Well, pubes. Uh, I found one one day. That was like when I was 28. I found one gray pube. I'm like, what are you fucking doing here? That probably has to be the hardest one. <laughs> it didn't hurt me that bad. I was just weirded out by it. Because I'm like, one, I know I'm not old. I look amazing. But two, what are you doing here? I think you grew out of the wrong part. Go up there. <laughs> it just didn't make sense it was down there. It, it It is. The idea of just gray hair in general is funny because it's just like there's just a, a switch in your DNA code that goes, we don't need it. We don't need it. Whatever, whatever used to make this black. We don't need to do that. We're we don't like, need to produce tired. that anymore. To, yeah, we're like, good. Let's focus this energy on his liver. His liver really needs <laughs> the energy. Uh, we're not so worried about the beard hair color anymore. Not like. tripping about the beard hair color. Let's uh... gray is the new black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, uh, but yeah. What's I don't know. We're talking about body hair. We're talking about body um, hair. Okay. So do you guys want? I think did I talk about this yesterday when I was on about my armpits? No. Okay, let me just get one. I'm scientifically fascinating. So like my armpits, my part, like, so I wear deodorant and I shower very regularly, but like, humble brag. I wear deodorant, guys. Uh, I don't know if you know that, Um, but like, I feel like probably because I use the very processed deodorant, it's like caked up in my armpits. So, but I also know it's genetic. Yeah, we did talk about this. It's genetic, but also diet stuff. There's so much stuff that can contribute to why you can have stinky BO. Oh, we did talk about your stink. Yeah, it's just my armpitties, though. It's like, 
I will, I shower like twice a day, maybe if I'm working out or something. Twice a day? Only if I work out that day. Not the point. But like, it's just weird. This one pit will power through all my deodorant and it will smell like weed. Mm. Granted, I am weed. Like good weed? Yeah, it's technically what, yeah. What skunky. Is, I mean, like dank, like oniony, but mm. slash very skunky ass hoe. Well, that makes sense. If you put it in your body, it's got to come out somewhere. Yeah, it's got to make sense. And I, eat, I, I be eating my cheesies. Do you be sticking to me? Do you use deodorant slash antiperspirant or just deodorant? That's a good question. Whoa. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> I think I forgot. <laughs> I use that Dove even tone, and then I also use like a. Like a degree antiperspirant, like I change up between my deodorants. Well, you gotta look and see what see what it says. See which which one is which. We're gonna have two shows with me talking about my pities. Uh, because you get you know the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know the difference. All right. Yeah. Well, you guys look so confused when I asked that question. No, I was looking at her, looking being confused. Uh, antiperspirant <laughs> is uh, non-sweat deodorant, and yeah. that's it blocks the sweat, which I don't think that is healthy. No, you it's not. You have to sweat. Yeah, I sweat. I sweat plenty enough. I don't need to sweat for my armpits. I use antiperspirant uh, lotion just all over my body, yeah. so I don't. They have sweat. that I now. I was kidding. No, you're I, like, I but even, that, that does exist. Cry. I don't even cry. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my tear ducts. <laughs> so there is actually this new lotion that came out. Well, it's not even like it's like a bomb. I can't remember the name of the uh, brand of it, but it's very lovely. But they have de- uh, deodorant, but they also have lotion. They, it's like marketed to like, hey, put it underneath, like either between your thighs, put it underneath your titties. Um, it'll keep from smell from happening because it doesn't prevent you from sweating, but it prevents it from stinking. It basically mixes well with your BO. Keep from smell from happening. Uh, I wanted to play this for you guys. <laughs> I don't have a good segue out of out of the hair and body smell situation. It's called body yaddy yaddy yaddy. But uh, I have I have this friend. This is my oldest friend. This is my friend that I met when I was uh, four years old. I was running away from home. Uh, <laughs> as is just, I've always been an old man. Like like as a kid, I hated being a child because I I hated following other people's rules. The, my whole childhood, I wanted to be 18 because you know, I was just like, I hate being told what to do. Mm-hmm. I like I wanted to be I remember I wanted to take an acting class when I was like a little kid because like oh, I think one of my friends was talking about it. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And they were like, oh, you're too young. We can talk about this next year. And then like next year never came. And uh, anyway. So when I was four years old, I was supposed to take a nap. I didn't want to take a nap. And I was like, fuck this. I'm moving to the park. And so I just. I'm moving to the. <laughs> I'm just imagining a little boy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've had about enough of this from my grandparents. I'm fucking moving to the park. You want to find me? Look under the swing set. <laughs> and so the, the park was like. It was like across the creek from our backyard. But like to get there, you had to go through like. Like two or three yards. I mean, it was a far trek for like a unsupervised four year old. <laughs> like, like, uh, but I got basically one yard away and it was down by the creek and there was these old, these group of kids and they were all hitting like a, a, a trash can, like a, a metal trash can with sticks. And so I just came upon these like other kids, like just all like hitting this trash can with sticks. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, totally forgot that I was going to the park. I'm just like, what are these kids doing? And they were cussing. Mm. Oh my god! And at four years old, I never, I'd never seen another child cuss before. I just never, right? And I'd only ever seen adults do it. And so it blew my mind that it was even physically possible. I didn't even thought about it being possible to cuss. And they were just, I mean, not in anything bad. They were just like, hell and damn, you know. But it's so naughty. And you're so four. naughty. And I just was just like, oh my god. And then, well, they're. They're wilding out, man. They're saying damn. Wilding. <laughs> and then my mom quickly came and got me, and I was in trouble. I'm sure I had to take the nap. But then I found out that this kid lived only, like, literally two houses away. And then I went and found him, and we became, like, best friends. And um, so I've known this I've known this guy forever. And uh, <laughs> I asked him if he... I sent him a, a copy of this podcast. I sent her a copy. I sent a him copy? a copy. I Shut a, your old ass bitch mouth. I sent him a link to I the podcast, link. and I was like, I was like, I was like, hey, do you? Because he's a he's a limo driver, so I know he's a lot of like downtime and stuff. So I was just like, it's like, hey, if you you know, I don't know if you listen to this. He, he he sent me back that he listens, but this dude's like always been a hype man for me, and he always used to leave me 
um, the wildest messages, and this this is a voice. Am I about to come? No, this is this is just indicative of his name's Andy Buddy. All right, he's my oldest friend. Andy Buddy. Andy Buddy. Yeah. Wait, is that his government? No. It used to be Buddy Andy. He's (laughs) He's like is Andy, but he calls everybody Buddy. He's actually Daniel Branson. All right, so I wouldn't play this. Daxter D doing big things these days. Hell yeah, play boy. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do it again. Yeah, one more time. Daxter D doing big things these days. Hell yeah, play boy. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the the positivity. I love that. that, Like, I know, do it one more time. Just like one more time. It gives me like a a boost of serotonin. I like to like snort that shit up. That's good. Daxter D doing big things these days. Hell yeah, play boy. Hell yeah. Hell boy. That was actually pretty short because he's definitely left ones that have gone on for like 15 minutes. What's Dykster D? What's the D stand for? I think, I think, honestly, I think it's for Dyke, which is, it's very meta. <laughs> but like, uh, no, like, yeah, like there was uh, nicknames for all of us uh, growing up. There's a lot of backstory of, of, of all this stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, anybody, he's always been one of my biggest, biggest supporters. I just love that more than anything that like, that's a fun kind of. I have those friends that we don't talk for years, maybe mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. but they always are like, dude, no, I see you out here. And you're just like, I remember when we worked together and you were just super funny and it's nice to see you out here fucking doing amazing Aww. stuff. It's a good positive person. Yeah. Even like, they're not expecting anything else from you. They're like your fan. It's not even just a fan. It's just somebody who's like, Hey, yeah, I remember. I feel like I get more like, Oh, you're, you're still doing that. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I met this really cool guy one time at a gas station and I've just seen him out here doing comedy. Like ever since he's amazing. Oh, hi. hi That's baby. me. Yes, you, baby. Gas gas station buddies. We did become gas station buddies. I saw your feet in the dead of winter. Oh. <laughs> I tried to swindle you into getting coupons for cigarettes. Oh. Oh. What did you... What did, <laughs> you said something buddies yesterday, too, with the same kind of thing. You were like... Uh, Lady, lady podcasting buddy. You call like lady buddies, lady buddies. You said something um, weird buddies too. Yesterday. Hey buddy. Yeah. I just like, I like the word buddies. Um, some people don't like being called buddy. Um, I call people I don't take seriously emotionally buddy. Oh, well, I mean, I have the whole, the whole bit about like women, if they don't want to sleep with you, they call you pal or buddy. Yeah. But in, in, anything that a, like a third base coach would say to a runner stealing third. I've definitely said to someone after they went down on me, I'm like, Oh man. Way to put it down, bud. <laughs> and he gave me a high five, and I that was it. Chief, pal. Uh, brother. Oh, no uh, one's getting called br- brother. <laughs> Take second, brother. Give, give me the old Hulk Hogan. You did a great job, brother. <laughs> did you train my pussy real good, brother? Thanks for the cunnilingus, brother. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry for the mess. We have an amazing show coming up, guys. We got two wonderful comics we're about to call. Uh, stick around. Don't touch that dial. Touch it. Don't make a copy of this podcast and give it touch to your friends. <laughs> touch it, bring it, babe. Touch it, bring it, magnet, tephomatic. Sean and Gonkini, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast. How's it going? Whoa, what the? I'm doing good. How are you going? <laughs> Did we just hear a crime? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I um I went to see I went to throw something in my garbage and I saw something I did not know was in there. Oh, um, oh! <laughs> can you describe this uh, thing in the garbage? <laughs> it was uh, chi- it was chicken bones from a rotisserie, but mm. they just looked so gnarly. And yeah. that's what I saw when I made that noise. No, that's definitely like it feels like you would have been cursed by a witch if I would have saw like bones willy nilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't put them in there. My girlfriend put them in there, so I didn't know there were going to be chicken bones in there. So I just saw um, unclaimed random bones, which is what <laughs> made me do that noise. <laughs> A pile of chicken chicken bones can definitely look concerned. Like I remember one time we had a party and someone brought over some like wings and they just ate like yeah. I mean, like like housed a bunch of wings, like housed like forty wings and then just like yeah. forty wings. Yeah, just, there was some wow. like, crazy amount. And then just left like a pile of them. And then I think people were like smoking cigarettes. So there was like ash in them. And then I took like, um, uh, what's it called? LSD. I took some LSD. <laughs> uh, 
What's that? What's that thing I did? Uh, yeah, psychedelics. Okay, go on. And then, and then at one point I walk in and there's just a smoldering pile of chicken bones in this room. Oh my god! And I just remember thinking like a dark ritual had happened. It has bruja energy. Like yeah. I'm just like, yeah, go on. Actually, can you collect those? I need those for something, a thing. And then I sobered up a bit. I think if you combine. Um, Weed ash with chicken <laughs> bone wings. You open a portal to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. It's actually she perfect. Atlanta. For the <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, I got I, I got to tell you, uh, being from Indianapolis, uh, Atlanta is quickly becoming one of my favorite comedy cities. Yes, like we've been down there twice in the, oh, wow. the past year or so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, can't can't wait to get back there. It's super fun. I I love the. Uh, I love the diversity of the lineups when we go down there. Like, I, I feel like Thad and I take turns being the black guy on most lineups in Indianapolis. That's facts. And, and, and then just to go down and they're just like, oh, there's other black people that are on the same show together. Oh, I do love that. Just like, oh my God, there's more than one brown yeah. person in this room. Or Yeah, or more than one. Yeah. Every Like, lots of minorities, lots of women, oh. lots of, like, oh. just diversity in general. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I love hearing anytime a uh, visiting comic comes, I love hearing their perspective on it. But I think yeah. it's because we've been trying. We've been pretty adamant about making diverse choices. And also, it's not hard. Like, the city's demographics is Black Hollywood, historically a black city. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a ton of immigrant population, too. So, it's not hard. And I think the comedy series has been conducive to that effort. Well, here's the thing. I don't think you were getting booked because of your brownness. You understand what I'm saying? Right, I, right, right. I, I think you paid paid money probably to be on the <laughs> show. Yeah. I don't, I'm just kidding. I have a lot of dirt on the bookers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're great bookers, by the way. Comedy's mafioso. Don't you know that? <laughs> yeah. No, I have dirt on people. <laughs> that yeah. is so funny. No, you were you were hilarious. Like, I went up and, like, we all had, like, a good set and then you went up and just like commanded the room. Uh, you're really funny. Like what I notice about even your videos, like you're really good at crowd work. And it, it really is like watching a fish in water. And that's why I wanted to call you because I was like, man, uh, let's just let's just talk about that. How did you get it? How did you get so good? This is an affirmation podcast. Do you like that? Do you like all these compliments? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a roast podcast. I had all these jokes that I feel inappropriate doing. Yeah, <laughs> put it away. I would not mind that either. That's not awesome. And that's a comic brain. You're like, actually, I just like that someone's tacking to me. If you just want to throw that shit on me, give it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we love Atlanta uh, comedians, and and you're you're in there. You're in the the names now. Um, <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to ask, and this is a simple question, how long have you been doing it? Uh, man, time has been dilated because of the pandemic. Let's see. I started probably in 2016, oh, 2015 maybe. A year after so being started, with your girlfriend. Um, what, What's that? A year after being with your girlfriend. Correct. So actually, I started the same year as uh, when I was dating, or I was, I had been in it for like a few months when I started dating Piper. Yeah. So, oh. Her name is Piper. That's a cute girl name. I know, right? She has a joke about it. She talks about how it's a dog's name, and uh, she only meets dogs with that name. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually funny because I know like three dogs named Piper, but also like it's I know, I know. like two hot girls named Piper. <laughs> well, I, now you know three, but I think she would want to meet these two other women because we have truly only met animals with that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yes, yeah, so I've been doing it for about seven-ish years. I think I started like uh, near the end of college, and then after college, I moved to Atlanta, and I've been doing it here. Where'd you move from? Uh, Athens, where I started. So it's like a small college town where UGA is, mm. and uh, yeah, man. So. Um, Started there. It's like a cool art city, and there's like a really small scene. There still is one, and um, moved up here and just kept doing it. And Atlanta's really conducive to doing stand up. Where's your Where's your favorite spots in Atlanta to do stand up? Um, um, I don't. Man, I'm I'm happy to be a skull regular. So that's really yeah. Nice. We see um, you on the skull. Yeah, man, the skull is really um, it's. It's it's hard to beat the skull. 80 theater, everyone in there is having a good time. And when you're crushing, you're crushing. 
Um, Starbar can't be touched, really. I think there's very few rooms like it. And um, the cool thing about Atlanta is there's all – there's, like, um, a new class of comics, like, putting on shows in, like, very different size rooms and, and trying stuff out all the time. So I'm always finding – places I never even knew existed because of comedy and people's efforts of uh, trying to produce new and interesting shows here. We have, we have a place in Indy that I just went to that is um, a bougie popcorn <laughs> restaurant. I don't know. What? That is the yeah. most niche thing. What is this? Like it, yeah, it's called Just Pop In, and you, like, you go in, and it's all, they, all they sell is popcorn. And, but it's like high end, like like bougie white woman popcorn, and they ha- they have a they have a, a two way liquor license. So they, are you falling downstairs right now? What's going on? The bones are coming sorry, out. Sorry, I'm helping with groceries. Oh, okay. oh. I uh, thought the bones became sentient. <laughs> <laughs> like these bones aren't going to throw themselves. Uh, yeah, um, if it's not about me, I'm still putting my phone down. <laughs> <laughs> But like, they literally just sell popcorn, beer, and wine. And then like, they had a comedy show upstairs. And you go upstairs, and it's like this, it's like like this play, like it's a house that's like way too nice for what they're doing. And you're like, <laughs> I love that. Like this is put you're y'all, y'all selling popcorn. And then you go upstairs, and it almost looks like a fancy like Airbnb or like you know it's like this like very nice remodeled house and. They were like trying to do comedy shows in here, and I was just like, I don't, I would never have come across this place. <laughs> it's such a weird room. Stand up comedy, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that you stand up brings you to places that you would one never really be looking, mm-hmm. and two, it helps you find places that are for sure money laundering schemes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yes, I've definitely done comedy yeah. in a place that was quote unquote an art museum. I'm like, but is it Gary? But is it? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure this place smells like tuna and something else very dangerous. Oh, wait. It was in Gary, Indiana? 100%. Okay. Gary, Indiana, yeah. if, if, if you don't know. Uh, oh, I know Gary because of uh, Freddie Gibbs. That's the only, only thing Freddie I Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> That's a good way to know it, though. Shout out, Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> uh, he has a really good album that just came out. Um, favorite song from it is Dark Heart. I just watched a YouTube documentary called Gary, Indiana, the worst city in the United States today. Oh, my <laughs> Called Gary, it's trying its best. Get off my back already. But oh well, actually, I just did a weekend at uh, the Brick Room in Noblesville, and it's literally the front of it is a a therapist's office. Oh, it's that's you have to like go around to the alleyway to get into the the theater part of it, and it's very funny to me. That makes sense. That's all. That's all coming together. Uh, What what kind of music you listening to down there in the in the ATL? Um, it's hard to listen to anything but uh, trap music, but, um, dude, I've been, I try to listen to a bunch of different stuff, man. I think, um, right now I'm, I'm on a big kick of listening to like Indian music my parents grew up with okay, and, uh, rediscovering some of those things that were played to me in the car oh my as a God. kid. I hmm. love that. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's really, um, it's nice listening to stuff and then, talking to my parents about it and be like oh yeah we used to dance to that song in college and that is always uh really sweet to kind of connect reconnect with those things wait how uh, old are but you i don't know i try to listen to everything i went to an ethiopian restaurant they had good music i should name it now they have an ethiopian playlist going on so i try and uh keep my mind open to everything man thanks Nice. But I, I like the fact that you are kind of like listening to music to intentionally like reconnect with that part of like family and culture. Like, so how yeah. old are you? I'm 28. This is the time to do it. This is like when I started like listening to a lot of like cumbia music yeah. and like I would like hit up my cousins and my mom. I'm just like, hey, you remember this bitch? And it just, I don't know, yeah. it's kind of nice to re like, I think we're at that point where like, okay, we're aging. Everything hurts. And so does my heart. I need to reconnect with something. Yeah. It also feels, um, like good to not let that stuff go Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think it's i think it's our duty to kind of especially if we're not from here to hold on to some of those things are you you say you're uh first generation uh i came here when i was seven so yeah i'm first generation yeah oh 
Just made the cut. <laughs> I just made it through the door as it closed behind me. <laughs> so did you? Wow, that's that's very interesting because like usually I feel like people your age were like, yeah, my parents were immigrants, but I was born here. But you you were born in India, so you yeah, I was born in India, and then my family lived in uh, Kuwait in the Middle East for a while. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, so in really the 90s? Kind of... <laughs> well, Yeah, right before Saddam. Uh, oh shit! Did his thing. <laughs> did his thing. That's he the most was... appropriate way yeah. to say it right now. Just like this, mm-hmm. you know, that one thing. He was known as a classic stinker. He was a he was a, he was a little stinker. Yeah. stinker. He was a little stinker. And I heard he was a class clown. <laughs> he was a class clown. I heard he was a class clown. Which um, I can't. <laughs> Notorious little stinker. If you go to the CIA's website. Yeah, it's on his Wikipedia page. I just love the idea of like watching a spy movie and they show like somebody's like full like yeah. rap sheet of yeah. stuff like criminal. It's just like yeah. full yeah. S.A. stinker. Murdered, murdered 5,000 people. Also classic little stinker. <laughs> I mean, this guy had a bag of whoopee cushions. I'm telling you. No. <laughs> like a bag. It's like, it's like the actors that always like we like to play pranks on set. You know, <laughs> <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> I mean, I do love genocide, but I also like a oh. good prank. <laughs> <laughs> I also love getting my yucks. In. <laughs> I love that, like the making of the genocide, which is the behind the scenes. <laughs> it's the it's like Zero Dark Thirty. Okay. They break into his compound, and it's like night vision goggle footage of just Saddam just doing, like drawing on his boys while they're asleep. <laughs> Lots of dicks on faces. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Now watch this drive. Wait, so how many how many languages do you speak? Uh, I speak English, obviously, um, uh, and Marathi is the native language I speak, and I can get by with Hindi, which is the language everyone speaks in India. Oh wow, I love that. We were just talking about language. Yeah, yeah we, we, we were. Yeah, we were just talking about that. That is bilingual. Uh, we we got a lot of different. Races and ethnicities in this room and on this phone now. Oh my so. god, this is the most brand. I'm so happy yeah. right now. If anybody turns it off at this point in the podcast, you're you racist. Are racist. Yeah. yeah. Like well, you like, don't nope. like a bunch of melanin. If and like... you stop listening right now, it's white supremacy. It's, yeah. Check your heart. Check your heart. It's okay if it's there, but just check it. You got a problem with olives, dog? Yeah. Why did you want to get off? <laughs> <laughs> I do get very excited whenever I'm in a car full of people and it's a bunch of us like brown folk. I'm like, hell yeah, brother. Let's fucking talk shit. This time has come. Yeah. <laughs> we, do, we do that thing where we kind of like, I was out with a guy who's like, he's like half Nigerian, half white. And we were out to dinner and we were, I'm not gonna lie. We were talking shit about white people, but we both had to look over our shoulders to see if they were around. And that was very fun for us. Oh, never, wow. We never that get is, to do that. That is fun. Well, that's the, that's that sounds like a scene from, the show Atlanta. <laughs> oh, for sure. For a minute, my life felt like a sitcom. I was like, oh my God, this never happens. That's where it's at. Did you, anybody watch the Neil Brennan special? I have not yet. No, I have not. Okay, then this is going to be a spoiler. I'll just cut that. <laughs> I'll just cut that uh, segue. No. But that, no, that is where we're at, though, a little bit. Like, where if you say white people, it has became a pun. Like, I could go up on stage and wait for five seconds and say white people, and it will get a laugh. <laughs> Because they don't have a choice. Now. Yeah. White people do this. <laughs> White, White people, people be like that. And they be shopping. <laughs> White people be shopping. Because <laughs> they got the money to. From slavery. You know, I think it's interesting. Like, we, we there's been a turning point with that phrase in comedy where you could start making fun of why people pretty openly on stage like you're on 2012. But now I think most audiences, you do have to come with something a little different. Yeah, for them to because it's all been said now. Like yeah. it's been ten years of mm-hmm. openly making fun of white people, <laughs> and I think we can still do it. Yeah. But you do have to come with like a yeah. nuance now that you didn't really have to do. In, like 20- if we're gonna be mean to them, we gotta be creative <laughs> about it, and that's really funny to me. You can do it. Like I, yeah, you did. I mean, like you can you can make fun of just about anything on stage. Like you in the nineties, you can make fun of women pretty openly. And now you have to have 
a pretty good joke. <laughs> it better be solid, bro. Oh my gosh. You just cracked the code. Just, yeah. Like, I should have been done. You just, yeah. have to, you just have to be good. Yeah, you just yeah. have to be good. Like like even like a white guy could go up and make like a good black joke, but it has to be pretty damn like you better want yeah. really good. Uh, so so I got a, a few years ago I got really into watching these uh rap battles. And like a lot of them, it's weird. There's these leagues, and a lot of them are in Ontario. A lot of them are like huh. like in Canada. But there's these like professional like like rap leagues, right? And like one of the guys that's big into it now, like it, it's been, I got out of it, and then I I just dipped my toe back in. And there's this dude, and he's a white guy. He may be Mormon, but his whole thing is he does he doesn't cuss. And like, like that's like that's his gimmick is that he's like the lame white guy that doesn't cuss and he destroys dudes on rap battles. Like I watched him destroy a black guy on rap battle and I was like, this is amazing. Like this is, <laughs> this is this, art. Wow. Yeah, like like there there is something when you want to root for this dude who's just like you should not be successful at Wait, this. Wait, he at doesn't all. cuss and he doesn't be racist either. I mean, he like what I I don't remember what the exact line is, but like he clowned this dude, but basically he, like turned it around about how like. Like this punchline was like, I have more black friends than you do. Oh, and, and like, and it just hit so hard that everybody was like, "That is right. That yeah, is right. that guy doesn't have any black oh. friends." Die. Quick question: When he was rapping, um, this white man, yeah. uh, from Canada, did he do that breathy thing that white people do when they rap? Uh, well, like I feel like all white guys when they battle rap sound like they're about to cry a little bit, you know, like there's just like a little, yeah. a little bit of that in there. Like it's because they're working so hard to save rap music for white people. But the, the, the thing about yeah. the thing about or, me is like I I don't care about race so much as like I'm just always rooting for the underdog, and I don't care who the underdog is in any situation. Sure. Like if black people became like the oppressors, I would root for the like the. I'm chucking the, something at you. I would root for the underdog. You know what I'm saying? Like I just want. I I want everyone to get a fair shake. That's all I want. You know? I can't. <laughs> I mean, there are people. I'm in- just picturing you at like the tail end of World War II being like, come on, Hitler. <laughs> come on, man. And you got this, buddy. <laughs> We're better than this. Yeah. Uh, like you know, like now I just want a sitcom with Saddam Hussein and Hitler. He's a little stinker. He's a thinker. It's Hitler and the Dom. No, I don't know. <laughs> there was something there, and I was upset about it. <laughs> I, I, we were talking about like uh, Osama, like the good years of Osama. <laughs> yeah, like because like he wasn't like an F student; he was a straight A student. Like yeah. he studied. He was a good. Yeah, there was like you Originally. know, like his. There was times where like Hitler go to bed and like she'd like walk in. He's already but oh he's sleeping. He's, yeah. like you know there's good things that you know he helped with trash. Yeah, and, like, yeah, trash. But if we did do a, like, the good years, go ahead. What he had a rich family. He he definitely. Uh, he definitely had shut up, mom moment. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, there are times where he talked back, which yeah. Well, yeah. you were you were saying, which I didn't even know. You actually t- informed me about this, mm-hmm. but Osama bin Laden, he didn't like people to drive drunk. He was very yeah. He's a very against uh, drinking and driving. Yeah. He would always offer, be like, "Yeah, you've had too much," and then he'd give them right home. He'd give people right homes at the bars. Yeah, like, like, like he'd almost get in fights with people. He'd be like, "Hey, give me your keys." Like Jared, I've known you for five years. He's got a finish. Give me Don't the keys, this, man. You'll, you'll see yeah. me tomorrow. You have a family. Man. Think about the countless lives out there. <laughs> but this is the example you want to set for your son. <laughs> You're too good for this life, man. Now hand me your keys. Oh my God. Amber doesn't want this for you. You drop a beat for me. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Uh, where of can, course. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Um, go follow me on Instagram s h a u n a k g, and then that has information for all the other stuff I'm doing, like stand up, and then um, like the sketch stuff I'm working on. So all the stuff will be on there. Nice. Do you have a like a sketch troupe? Uh, I make sketches with my girlfriend and a buddy of mine, Seth, and then we also have a web series that we just put a second season out of, and we're working on a third. So we're just trying to make stuff, and if you're into it, please come uh, follow that. Hell yeah. Awesome. I'm yeah. going to check that out right now. Absolutely. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was such a fun and 
needed break in my day. Yay. <laughs> I love that. Well, hey, bud. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too, man. Have a good one, guys. Yeah. Good talking to you. And look me up next time you're down here. Yeah, we're sure. looking. I'll yeah. Be, we'll be down the spring, hopefully. Yeet. Awesome. Cool, cool. See ya. Cool, cool, cool. Bye. Hey, hello. Hey, Trent Mabry. You're on the Drunk Dial Podcast. Oh, boy. You're live with uh, <laughs> Tana McDonald and Thaddeus J. McKee. Hey, hey, Hi, hey, Trent. Hey. Miss you, bud. Hey, how's it going? It's going, going good. Well. I wanted to say congratulations. There's been a, a, a lot in the news recently about your your recent acquisition of uh, Twitter.com. I wanted to say... <laughs> Wanted to say uh, congratulations on that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Dyke. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, I am a, I am a big proponent of free speech. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you like, and you've always liked $8. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, I love $8. And I love picking Eli Lilly's stock down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So explain to us what happened. I have no, yeah. With, with Eli Lilly? No, with your Twitter situation. Oh, with Twitter. <laughs> well, you know, I was bored one day, and I have a lot of money laying around, and I thought, why not buy Twitter.com? Okay. And, <laughs> and, and that's really all. I was just bored. Yeah. And uh, But I think I'm, it's, you know, but I feel like, have you seen these like these these like uh, people that these employees that got fired when Elon took over, mm-hmm. and they're like all tweeting threads about how upset they are? Yeah, it's like I'm supposed to feel bad for you. You work for you work for one of the most evil companies <laughs> in the world, and now I'm supposed to feel bad for you. We're not supposed to feel bad for Doctor Evil's crew. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I love the uh, I love the level of trolling that's going on right now on all sides. It's just like a complete it's chaos mode right now. Complete chaos troll war. <laughs> yeah, because um, it just no, takes me back great. to two thousand eight. I'm just like, oh yes, the times have come back. <laughs> Let's get edgy. <laughs> I, I also love the fact that like uh, someone was telling me they were just like they were like what. People, you know, they just take Twitter for granted, and you know, some people's business cards had Twitter on them. Like, yeah, you should never have done that. That's a terrible idea <laughs> to base anything on. Like, I yeah, like I, like I used to be a, a small business owner, and like there was a time and a place where you could just like, I, I sell apples, and I'm just gonna go on Facebook and tell people about my apples, and then people that want to buy them can buy them, and then Facebook was like. Well, that's cute. How about if you want to sell your apples, you give us $100 a month. Or we won't let right. anyone see your fucking apples. <laughs> no one will see your apples. Don't yeah. even try to come at us with a newspaper ad. When's the last time you put something like an ad for like a like a show or, you know, a promotion up on Facebook and got more than four likes, you know? <gasps> Damn it. Dyke, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> I, I put a random, I accidentally, because I like, I like Mr. Magoo the thing where I was just like, I just wanted to put a picture of me that I liked like on Facebook. So when bookers asked me for a headshot, I just had one like ready, easily accessible. Right. And I didn't realize that when you just add a picture to Facebook, it posts it against your will. Oh yeah. So I just dropped a picture of me on Facebook with like no context and it got like 150 (laughs) likes. And I was just like, (laughs) God damn it. I was like, I only get four likes if I really am trying to push like a If I really wanted it, yeah. yeah. And this accidental picture of me that was just kind of like. (laughs) I know. It was embarrassing. You can't win. That's what I always say, Dyke. (laughs) (laughs) Trent, I have have a question for you because um, we we talk to a lot of comedians here on the Drunk Down, a lot of phone call interviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes they go great. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel like we're bothering the people, even though they, they sound seepy. They knew that we were going to call them, <laughs> and and one of the common threads, and I'm I'm not accusing you of this because you're always a great guest because you're still Indiana yeah. baby, but yeah, you're you're still Hoosier heart. Hoosier. But a lot of right. a lot of times when we talk to the New York comics, it's mm. uh it's a rough a rough interview. It's not rough oh, really? as much as it just seems. It's not very. Fun. It's stop it. <laughs> it just seems like they're tired and we're too much <laughs> on a Monday. Well, it's the city that never sleeps. 
Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I think I'm good because I don't have a lot going on right now. Mm. Oh. Schedules wide. So you're open. saying the busy hoes are the quiet hoes? Maybe I don't know. Why but uh, there's. <laughs> yeah but that's not true Trent I feel like I've been see- I feel like you've been posting more recently th- about stuff hopping off in New York than the the whole time you've been I feel like you really got some stuff crack a lack it now <laughs> no you're right the- you're right I am doing pretty well I, 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 uh, I see you at the stand up New York I see you, I see you on some lineups with some uh, comedians that I know their names that's always good I hear you're very talented <laughs> and very funny yeah oh well thank you I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I got some. I got some good shows uh, in the pipeline. <laughs> there you go. Have you been? Have you been? Who's the most famous person you've met since you've been out there in New York City? The most famous person I've met. Mm. Mm. Or the person I, you were most excited about? There we go. That's a better question. I like that more. That's well, cute. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't speak to these guys, but I walked by. Jerry Seinfeld and Bill Burr on the on the sidewalk. Oh my god! Uh, Did your heart just flutter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In true Trent <laughs> fashion, it's just like the excitement still monotone. How far away? How far away were you? Uh, I could have punched them both in the face. You know what? <laughs> There we go. I was just thinking that Trent, you would make a really good assassin. I feel like. Oh yeah, he's very sneaky. Have you, you ever seen him at a show? He's you, so quiet. He's quiet. You blend in well with a crowd. Like you could really mark David Chapman somebody. And I think like, it helps that he has stony <laughs> face because you're like, no, that's it. That idiot's not up to anything. No, he's up to so much because he's just been sober and plotting. <laughs> well, I do sit around the Dakota with a well thumbed copy of Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna bop him. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm glad. So we we were. I I'm not going to lie to you, Trent. The very the first half of this episode got a little anti-white. Wait, hey, don't have to tell him. He would have heard it later, man. Anti-white man, and so like I really like to have you on talking about thumbing your catcher in the rye to balance the scale. (laughs) (laughs) I would say Trent is somebody who just happens to be white. (laughs) He's a good one. Give it up for your accidentally white comedian, Trent Mabry. It's a whoopsie white. Whoopsie. Hey guys, I didn't mean to do. This. <laughs> it's a double W. It's a whoopsie white. So I, I mean, I would say Trent's white, and that's and that's okay. And like, I think <laughs> I'd say you're one of the good ones, Trent. That's what I'd say. Oh, well, thank you. You've I never said it. anything passive aggressive to any of us, so go us. Thank you for being a pal. Well, he does have a, a whole bit about how Haiti's a shithole country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. what you told me you liked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did, I did like it. Yeah. it. It had some nice twists. <laughs> so, Tra- also, you've been to Haiti, so you know what it looks like. Yeah. Okay, so Trent, I have a question. So, like, obviously going from Indiana to, like, to New York, what is one of your, like, because I know we all have our favorite activities that we know go to spots in our home area, like go into a movie by yourself or go into, like, a skate park. Do you have, like, a specific yeah. spot now in New York that you're like, you know what, this is going to be my solo time. I'm going to go adventure, besides comedy. Uh, well, I used to, I moved recently, um, but I used to live right by Central Park. Oh. So I used, I used to go there and, and read a lot and walk around. But I, I do, I still love going to the movies. They, uh, the movies, I'm a big proponent of this thing called AMC Stubbs. Hey. hey, man, that has been so good. Yeah. So, and like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how much it, is back in the homeland, but a movie ticket here is like twenty bucks. Wow. Yeah. So, but the stubs you get, you pay like twenty three bucks a month, so you can see three movies mm-hmm. a week oh. for free. So you, I, I think you're losing money if you don't have it. <laughs> that makes sense. What do you? Yeah. What do you? What are you doing for? What do you do? What do you do for like a uh, like day job? Supplement <clears throat> supplementary income there. I work at a law office. Oh as an assistant. Do you have a big kid job, dude? Not really. No. It's a lot of sitting around making copies for people. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, Damn near an administrator. <laughs> but it's very, yeah, I only had a... I only worked in restaurants before this. This is the easiest job in the world. Yeah, I think... Uh, like, like, 
Like when I think about like I want to like lose one of my like day jobs, <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of, one of my day jobs, and I'm just like, I would like I don't even know how to go about getting like a like yeah. I just, can I make copies? Could I just like could I work, sit in the office and not see the sun? Could I walk? work in an office, you know, and do like twenty right. minutes of work and. uh Going from an industry where you're walking consistently and it's fast paced and it's sometimes it's chaos mode, you get used to that. And I feel like going to an office job, it took, I mean, I've been working office job for the past like three, four years and it is a weird mm. vibe. I'm like, sometimes I see the sun, my knees have gotten worse. It is, <laughs> it's, but I'm relaxed sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. So I enjoy it a lot more. And I just, I just went through it. If you're ever in the need, Dyke, I just went through a temp agency. Oh, and they okay. really, they really oh, hooked me up. Wow. I love the dad but tone I, has gotten I so recently strong. Just got, I recently just got hired on as a permanent worker. Hey. Woo. Hey. Baby, you getting benefits? Yeah. Ah, I love to see it. <laughs> Is that a livable wage? Can you buy your groceries, dog? Well, we're <laughs> speaking by. I feel like Trent doesn't need a lot of nutrients either. I feel like you're like a one meal a day kind of guy. No, he probably can eat so much food. Are you eating your veggies? Oh, I try to eat my veggies, yeah. Good to hear. All right. That's all I'm worried about. I'm done with this interview. No, Trent, you have an amazing <laughs> you, you have an amazing podcast called uh, There You Go with Trent Mabry. Um, oh, yeah. And um, one of the most interesting things to me about other people's podcasts because uh, a lot of, you know, well, for instance, this podcast is comedians talking to other comedians about wackity, schmackity, blah. Comedy, comedy, comedy. <laughs> but um, one, one of the things that I've been very kind of like uh, low-key jealous of and just very inspired by is that you uh, are a big fan of just like kind of comedy, comedy writing, comedy history. And you've got a lot of these like old guard dudes that come on your show and, and and people that have been writers and, and 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 people that have been integral to like a lot of like huge like substantial comedy shows and i'm like yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't one i don't know how he gets access to these guys but like two i, I guess i know from heart of brunch too is like once you get like two of them then the rest of them come a little easier you know because you build up some street cred yeah but uh but like you always seem to like really know what you're talking about and seem to be passionate about it and and it's it's very different from a lot of the other I guess you know cookie cutter podcasts that I see out there. Oh well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, so it's a lot. I feel like it's a lot easier to book people than than people think. Because <laughs> I just I just the uh, like I had this guy Peter Melman on who's like he was a writer for Seinfeld and then after Larry David left, he took over as the producer. Mm-hmm. And I just added him on. I just added him on Facebook and sent him a, a message. Yeah, that's great. Well, and yeah. I, I feel like there was also like a perfect like right post pandemic like time where people weren't doing anything. Where it's like we definitely got access to a lot of people. Oh um, yeah, that was great at first. And if you could almost kind of show your street cred, like oh, I talked to these two people. Mm-hmm. They were cool with me. Look at my right, credentials, yeah. baby. That definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like you're 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 pretty well versed. Like like I mean, you like you know the whole like Seinfeld catalog, right? Oh yeah. So you get uh, and a lot of these dudes, they just I you know a lot of people in general is just like people just like the fact that someone's like taking interest in something they do, and if you like notice one fact and be like hey i like that you did this and the people are like oh they like my shit you know? it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you're in you extreme know? like the niche questions about the yeah. very weird thing that they like did just for them basically mm-hmm. and someone noticed it oh yeah i just straight up nut i'm just like oh my god thank you so much i worked for <laughs> <her."> mm. <laughs> yeah oh sorry i would comment but the dog keeps farting keep going well Shit! <laughs> I didn't. The dog is farting over there by yeah, you. I, oh, Bubba! He just doesn't want me to be in this conversation. Like I, and he's like just blasting me with heat. It's on. It's on Tennis Comedy Writers. She's like, can the dog fart and <laughs> and disrail the the episode every every time? I'm I like, did make a deal with the to. universe. I got my crystals out, and then I said, fart <laughs> on my friend for comedic effect during Trent's interview. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> well, what are you feeding that thing? Uh, just human body parts. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! What's uh? 
What's, what's, what was the hardest thing to like? Jeffrey kinda... Dogger. <laughs> no, that was go to, bad. Go to jail. Yeah. Give yourself a boo. Uh, boo! That was a boo. Boo! I agree. <laughs> Uh, what, what was like the, I guess the coming from the Midwest being, you know, a good Midwestern boy, what was like kind of the, the hardest or weirdest, um, you know, adaptation to getting used to living in New York city? Acclimated. Acclimated. Um, I feel like I, like living wise, I was pretty, uh, it was pretty easy to, to uh, get used to. I would say, like, the the biggest thing, like, with comedy is, like, all, like, the open mics and stuff here, they all suck ass. Because mm. <laughs> it's all comics. Like, in Indiana, yeah, you, you have, like, the helium mic or whatever. There's uh, audience members. Because yes. there's nothing else to do in Indiana. But there's so much Whereas to do in New York. Here, yeah, you could go to a, a professional show every night, so why would you want to go see... Mm. A bunch of boys try their best. <laughs> a bunch yeah. of boys try their best. <laughs> uh, so that's like the big, the big transition. But uh, I feel like it. Also, but it, it makes you a better comic because you're just performing the complete silence. Yeah, makes you numb. <laughs> you're like you think you can hurt me? I perform in front of my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, like, is there a point though like sometimes i feel like there's a point where i'm just like with certain rooms where i'm like am i getting it like i could just tell these jokes in the shower to myself like, right yeah <laughs> no, there's definitely a lot mo- i would say most of them aren't aren't worth going to you mm. could just like look at yourself in the mirror and and get the same result but there there are a few that are worth worth it Do they- but it's also like it's more like just using it to meet other people and yeah network yeah yeah that's a real vibe though i feel like i mean you've like been to this like any comedy scene and you help run a mic it is so beneficial to like in your early years of stand-up comedy to help run a mic because you meet so many people and make those connections it helps you out in the long run being polite and fun yeah yeah we're just showing people you existing i like to call it spamming people i'm like have you seen me bitch Oh yeah, you heard your name. Have you heard I'm funny? Please book me for the love of God. Are you coming back to Indy for the the, the home for the holidays? The holidays. Oh yeah. I am. I am coming uh, for Christmas. Yeet. Uh, but you haven't been booked for that show yet. Is what you're saying? I have not been booked uh, for that show. No. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people Sorry, love this. I heard. I, I. You know, not to break any Christmas. I heard your name being tossed around for it, so that's why. Oh. I was like, oh, you're coming back for this, right? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I haven't heard anything, but I will be back. Well, what, for the, what the, the, I guess the gist of the conversation, well, I don't want to give too much away, but the gist of the conversation, uh, you know, obviously, you know, living in Indianapolis is a smaller market. We have a lot of friends that go to New York and L.A. and other places. And then when they come back home for Christmas, we have this amazing Christmas show. Um but I think uh, this year, a lot of the bigger names are people that are more in our class. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, like, it was like, you know, some of the people that typically come back, I think, are actually staying in the places that we're at. And, like, the names that I heard are being tossed around, I was like, oh, I know Trent Mabry. I know that guy. He's I know, me. yeah. He's and very was, talented. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see everybody's faces back and, uh, some of the names that were being tossed around, I was just like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, this is my class. <laughs> like, it's this summer is, camp, yeah, baby. Yeah, it's summer camp. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Can you drop a beat for me there, Thad? I can. Oh, my God. Spoke too soon. I did. <laughs> Trent Mabry, thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking to us. You were not one of the bad New York guys. You were one of the good New York guys. Because he's still Indiana, dog. Uh, you, can take the, you can take the boy out of Indiana. You can't take the Indiana out of the boy. Where can people find you and follow you on social media, sir? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter for the probably the next couple of weeks. Before, <laughs> at, at Trent Mabry, M-A-B-R-Y, and Instagram, Trent underscore Mabry. And, and TikTok as well. Trent hey, you ticking and talking? I got, I got eight, like 8,000 followers on there. Nice. 
Yeah. Uh, hey. Alrighty, brother. That's probably gonna be banned too, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for talking to us, and we'll see you next time. Hey, thank you. Bye, buddy. Tina McDonald. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Horchata Del Rey. You can also find me on TikTok at Lumpy Tentacles. And hey, if uh, wait, are we going to have this out tomorrow morning-ish? Hey, never mind. Third Tuesday every month, White Rabbit Cabaret, uh, storytelling, rabbit tales. Love you. Bye. That is Jay. Hey, you can find me at... Uh, Instagram, you can find me on Twitter as Elon Musk. <laughs> I have changed my name, and we should be good to go. At Dyke Michaels on all social media. Uh, if you like this, please like, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, you know, hit us up on social media and tell us you want who you want to us to talk to. Who you want us to talk to? Yeah. yeah, you don't get to talk to them, but we do. Because you're. But who do you want, Daddy? <laughs> who do you? Cody's want? farts are really bad right now. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Cody's Farts. Cody's Farts. Come get one time. Uh, he had a lot of Thanksgiving food yesterday. We'll talk to you later. He's not bloated? Bye-bye.